This is the Unheard Story Podcast. We are your hosts, Joe and Lara Melema, Jesus Film Project enthusiasts and members of the Director's Development Board. As Jesus Film Project, our calling is to reach the watching world, connect people to Jesus, and serve the body of Christ worldwide by providing the highest quality gospel media in the heart language of every nation and people group. Andreas, we're so glad you're with us today. Thanks for taking your time. I know you have a really busy schedule right now. And could you just, in a nutshell, tell us about your ministry? We've had you on before, and we'd love our new listeners to know what Elijah 21 is. Yeah, wonderful. Hello, everybody. Um, great to be here. Elijah 21 is just a group of people that is called into bringing the love of Jesus Christ to Muslim refugees and Muslim people in Germany and Europe. That's mm. what we're called into is to bring the love of Christ to those people, to tell them there is a loving God and have them experience him. So this is what we pray for is that they see and feel and experience Jesus Christ and the Lord through us, basically. And oh, that's, great. And that's, the, that's the ministry. We do events where we go to refugee camps or housing areas or wherever we have a Muslim population in, in a town. We go there and we invite face to face. We love Jesus and we, we would love to invite you for a day of coming together, spending time. We cook for you. We prepare a day with you know, a childcare program where they can play and everything. We can mm. have a good time. And we want to sh introduce ourselves and share what we have in our heart. And if you're interested in that, come, we pick you up. And this is how we, and, and just have a time, spend time together with those Muslim refugees, sharing hard, loving them, pouring, pouring the love of Christ out onto them. Hopefully this is what we pray for. And then show them the Jesus film in the language they speak, mm -hmm. so they can hear the Gospel of Luke completely, most of them hear it the first time, and then, you know, we give them an opportunity to come back or hear more or be in contact with the church, and then we bring them back on that day, and yeah, this is what we do. But the, what we really pray for is that the love of Christ shines through us, through those, through those people, and they get to experience and feel that and feel loved and, 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 it, and that they can see there is a loving God. This is what we do. Hmm. That's great. So I think the last time we talked to you was before the pandemic, believe it or not, which was a couple of years ago. Can you give us an update on what's happening with the ministry and what happened during the pandemic? Oh, yeah. Pandemic was, of course, had an impact because um, we had the COVID restrictions and churches had to, you know, obey to those legal restrictions, meaning we weren't invite, we weren't able to invite as many people as we were before. So we couldn't do those larger events where we had 100, 200 people. And we said, okay, Lord, we prayed about it. How can we, you know, continue loving those people? And we just started to then reach out to individual families. Mm -hmm. So we said, what well, we can do on, on a big scale, we can do on a smaller scale, but we can do it more frequent. And as we had all the contacts and, and we knew where the people live and stay, we were able to have like one or two 
people from our team invite one or two families. That was still fine. It was a private invitation, but we were able to do the same format. So have a oh, time, wow. spend with the kids, That's play awesome. with them, get to know the family, cook a meal, and then show the Jesus film. And it was very blessed. I mean, it was great. It was the same thing like uh, if we had more people. And we yeah. did that more frequently, you know. So we tried yeah. to find the rooms we can use and, and the places we can invite to. And then we were able to do it more frequently and it was very blessed because it was of course also very intimate there was a lot of intimacy mm -hmm. and privacy and, and and that was also very and Could so this is what we did through the pandemic and just recently you know then the, the the covid restrictions loosened up many of yeah. the refugees are vaccinated and then the the covid restriction loosened up and and now we can we're, we're back in 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 basically where we were pre-covid at the moment Oh, wow. And so during that time, did you go to refugees' homes? Are they in a camp or how does that, what's that look like? You know, in Germany, if we're always talking about camps, it's not really a camp. So when those million people, people arrived, they thought, okay, how are we going to manage that? So what they eventually developed is a modular solution. So you would have to think the government or the state, they have like a certain a certain area, like a, let's figure like a green field. And what they do is they, they have modules that they can stick together. And each module is like a, a, a room with, with bath and everything inside. Okay. And they just stick it together and build like, build like a, like an apartment complex, I would say. Okay. Wow. Well, and so you and went to apartment by apartment. Exactly. By exactly. Now it depends, you know, if we have, we have places, usually military bases where some of them are initially, um, uh, live because when they first arrive they go to like a first reception place and this is usually military bases or, or, or big installation and they're their security there just because it's a lot of people in one place yeah mm -hmm. and from there like after four to eight weeks the people are given a, a new place to stay yeah, when they registered and everything and, and yeah. the form, go through the formal process, then they go to a housing area. And in the housing area, there's no special security there. They're just free people. So we can just, you know, knock on the doors and, and invite them, which mm -hmm. is, of course, very beautiful because we have, we can just meet them directly and speak to the people. Yeah. So now you're back doing larger events. And recently you said you're really busy coming up, you're going all over the place. Do you have any stories you could share with us and the listeners that you might think are, would be encouraging to them? Yeah, you know, the, the amazing, for us, amazing thing is that, you know, um, we started out and it's six years now and it's thousands of Muslims and, and it was 80 plus outreaches, big ones too, in Germany and Austria. But, you know, we stepped back and said, Lord, I mean, in 2015, we had two and a half million refugees come to Germany. And every wow. year after that, we never had less than a million. Mm. Wow. So Germany has 88 million people. That gives you, since 2015, we have, we have about 10 million people arrived. You know, that's a tenth of our population. And, you know, we now in Germany, we have the... The highest number of Afghans in Germany, the Afghan diaspora is the biggest one in Germany. Twice as much Afghans than the entire United States, whereas Germany is half the size of Texas. No way. Oh my goodness. <laughs> when you put it in that perspective, wow. This gives you a little bit uh, a feeling for uh, the situation. 
Mm-hmm. Of course we prayed for it. He said, Lord, why don't, why, why don't you give us more? You know, we cry for, we know the Father cries for each one of them, for each individual. And of course, we would love to reach out to many more. And so we started to pray for helpers in the harvest. And then basically already pre-COVID through Jesus, the door opened up a really blessed and from the Lord. And that was to YWAM uh, Youth with a Mission. And it was immediately, it was a Holy Spirit thing, to be quite honest. I mean, God did it and we had open doors. And just recently we we were invited to a Youth with a Mission leadership meeting with all European leaders. And now we realize that they are partnering, they're sending teams, they're sending teams with us, they're opening their mm. own countries for Elijah 21 outreaches. So at the moment, we're starting now in the Netherlands, Belgium will be next. And, and the situation is amazing because the, the people that come together, in, in we realize it's it's prepared in heaven because it's pastors, you know, from Arabic churches, Persian churches, Dutch churches, and they all come together and they're all ready to go. I mean, their heart is full there. They have a full yes. So we have a feeling of that where at the moment, you know, the Lord is, you know, we ask for Germany and the Lord gives us Europe. And that's, awesome. and, and, and that's kind of the feeling we're in because the, the openness and readiness and the commitment and the dedication and the, the faith involved and, and the fire involved and, and the love for those people is, is, is so big that we're like, wow, this is, this is going to be an amazing journey. So we are preparing Netherlands and Belgium at the moment, and then we look forward to see what God has prepared. That's so great. Uh, Andreas, I remember our last conversation, you, you talked a lot about houses of prayer. Are those still important to your ministry? Can you give us an update on that? Yeah, of course. So we have a house of prayer a movement, I would say. And here in Europe, there are really many uh, opening up. We're connected also to one in Munich, very close. We're praying with them. And it's a prayer movement. And, and we believe that prayer is, uh, uh, number one, it's fundamental. You know, it's, and so early in the ministry already, as Elijah 21, we have had a network, a prayer network, established where... 41 abbeys and monasteries in Europe prayed, started to pray for us. Now, that's a big number. Yeah. And uh, 41 abbeys, some of those abbeys are a 1,000 years old oh, and wow. have continuous prayer since 1,000 years. And, and it's amazing because we started to write those newsletters. Basically, our newsletter started with the intent to tell the people that are on their knees while we are out there, what their prayers actually do. And, and that's, that was the start of the newsletter. Now, more and more people said, yeah, you can, you know, I sign up, send it to me in here, and, and it got shared. But the initial intent was to feed back and have the, the, the prayer people in close connection of what their prayers actually do, because we're 100% convinced that without prayer support and without people helping us while we are out there, I mean, we have a local prayer team ourselves, no doubt, but, you know, it's a, that's a different story. If you have 41 abbeys praying for you, some of them in real time, mm. and they write back to us and they, you know, it's, it's a beautiful connection to them. Yeah. Uh, they're grateful and- for that, that we tell them what, it act- what actually happens, what their prayer does. And we have them tied into the Lord's plan, basically. 
Yeah. With YWAM being part of it now or helping partner, how many events are you able to do, let's say, monthly? Well, we have we have some a number on our heart, and and uh, we're looking for what we would love to see is five events a month hmm. across yeah. Europe. That's what we want. That's what our next uh, next focus is. Now, the what what the challenge behind it is is that each of those events uh, need to be planned out because in yeah. now, like the last event we had in Hanover, it was about 50 missionaries. They come from all over Europe. I mean, travel has to be arranged, accommodation, food. Mm. Uh, we have to coordinate with the churches involved with three churches that partnered together and wonderful. Well, 50 um, missionaries but, though, that's a lot of people right yeah, there. Yeah. And, and they're all, you know, they're Arabic speakers, Kurdish, Farsi speakers. So, that's you know, great, it's always yeah. a challenge. We have to organize everything. So mm-hmm. we also really pray for staff to, you know, one thing is to have the helpers in the harvest, but the other thing is to also prepare, plan, and organize those outreaches. So what kind of, what kind of stories can you tell us from the field from these events? Has anything um, stuck out in your mind, like any miraculous things happening? Yeah, I think it always, it, it, it's always there. I mean, the most... For me, the most touching part is always to see how they come mm-hmm. and how they leave. So when they come, you see sad eyes. You know, mm. you see depressed people and, and, and you see sad faces. And when they leave, you see sparkle. Mm-hmm. You see hope. You, they laugh. Some of them cry. They hug us. They say, <laughs> thank you for this day. It's it's really great, and that is the biggest thing where we are always so touched. Mm-hmm. And so we had an outreach where where there was a a mother in a in a and her daughter, and this young daughter. She was she's seventeen year old old now, and when she was eleven, uh, they're from Mosul, Iraq. She was basically kidnapped by Dash and she was sold as a slave from one fighter to the next one. Oh no. Until she was physically and mentally destroyed. Mm. And her father was an imam of a local mosque. Picture that. And mm. unbelievable. And they they kidnapped his daughter. And so they called this imam and said, you can now buy her back. She's useless for us now. Uh. And they had property and, and they sold everything. So he sold everything they had to get that his daughter back. And once they got her back, they realized that she was very, she was treated like trash, even mm. from their own community, from their own Muslim community, mm, what happened to her. And they realized that there, there will be no future for them in Iraq. And the father, he became a total atheist because of that. And he was really a wreck. I mean, he was depressed and he didn't even leave his room in the housing area where they ended up in Germany. Mm. And that girl, actually, we invited them. So we knocked on that family's door and the mother and that girl, she's now 17. They came and they watched the Jesus film. And they came to that scene where 
that prostitute basically comes mm. into the house where Jesus sits on the floor yeah. and she cries and she t- the tears drop on Jesus' feet and she tries them off with her hair and then she t- pours out all of that expensive oil. Yeah. And the mother actually, she said, this is, this is what our family needs. And that girl, the daughter, she then really hugged our missionaries and said, thank you for, for this day. Now you should see her today. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you should, you should see her today. She basically, what happened is our missionaries then reached out to the father too. And they all gave their heart to Jesus. They are all wow. baptized. Wow, that's exciting. Uh, that, that, young, that young girl, she's inviting for Elijah 21 events. Mm. Oh, that's um, awesome. And, uh, and, and we realized, you know, only the Lord can do that. There's no trauma therapy you can go through. There's no doctor out there that will be able to do that. And, and so this is just one of the stories where, you know, we see those life changes. We see those families change. We see the people change their stories. I mean, we had one during COVID. We had one. We had one family invited, and you know, missionaries they prepared everything, and then they, the family that got invited, they said we cannot come. I think the children were sick, or I don't know. And 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 our missionary was like, too bad, but I'm not willing to accept that. So he just walked outside. And downtown Munich, there's a road where a lot of Arabic people live and, and do their business, like a community there. And he just walked up and down the street and he saw that man in front of a, 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 a shop looking at in, in the window, looking in the, into the shop. Mm-hmm. And he just started to speak with him. And uh, he said, would you like to come? I would like to invite you and I would like to tell you about Jesus. And the guy said, yes. And they then realized that this guy, he lost everything, wife, children, and parents. And he was all alone. He lost his entire family. Mm. And, and now he's, there, there is hope, you know, you, and, and you see him worshiping and he's in church and he's mm. in follow up. And, and that is really touching our hearts, you know. Yeah. And now we have a lot of people from, from Yemen actually come. Really? Oh. Yeah. And, and uh, coming to Germany. And, you know, we had an event where we, we met this guy, his name was Mohammed, and he, he was, we had a local event in Munich, and he, his heart was deeply somber from all the awful things that he really went through. His family was torn apart, and he was, he was mm. plagued with nightmares, really. Wow. Mm. And he had, like, absolutely no peace in his heart. And, you know, after watching the Jesus family told us that in school they, they had only ever learned that they should join jihad and fight for Islam. That's what he, he was told, you know? Yeah. And, and he said, in Muslim countries, there's no peace and there's a, there's a lack of warmth and only ever death and conflict, but there's no, no deliverance. Yeah. And he realized that Jesus had died on the cross for, for him and did, that he said, I, I can find salvation there. And, mm. and then he said he, he, would, he would like to change his name and be baptized. And he said the nightmares have, have completely disappeared. Wow, what a miracle. And he, he feels peace in his heart, you know. Mm. And he said, I want my children to experience that. And they, I want them to grow up with Jesus. Oh, that's, 
That's really. And, you know, it's it's stories it's stories like that that are really touching us, and it's just on in every event we see stuff like that. And, and, mm-hmm. and that yeah, that would be so encouraging. I love that. Those are great stories, Andreas. We would love to know how our listeners how they can come alongside you if there's a current project you're working on. We'll definitely put Elijah Twenty One dot org in the show notes but is there anything in particular right now you guys are a project that your people could come alongside and join you you Um, mentioned your hotel that people can come and i don't know if they can come and do events with you but also yeah there's yeah so so we are always praying for helpers in the harvest and we always pray for team and staff to join of course there's a big thing coming now where we place a lot of prayer into and that is called it's called multiplying hope and Multiplying Hope is a systematic that is, is helping people to heal from their trauma in Christ. And it actually comes from missionaries from the USA that you have it in the field worldwide. And we got in touch with them and they said, hey, you guys have access to all those refugees. And we believe that they really need that. And we prayed into that and we, we immediately had a yes. So those missionaries came to uh, to visit us and show us and teach us. And so we're kicking off in June and July. And the beauty is that those, you know, the, the groups are, it's a self-multiplication. So we're starting with the first aid and those first aids going to go back to the towns in Germany and they start their own group and then they start their own group. And so this is really something that is, is a next big step for us is, is multiplying hope. And yeah, so how to join is you can contact us, use our homepage. We always say you can be part of Team Elijah 21 in three ways. That is pray for us. That's most important. Help us with the resource because yeah. all those outreaches are, are expensive. You have to think about the tickets involved for the missionaries, you know, that have Muslim background. They're spread all over. We have to have them travel to the place. Mm-hmm. Um, to to be there, translate, give testimony, invite, all of that. It's it's beautiful, but it, it's cost involved, and we need we need and, and pray for resources that you know the Lord is helping us to to get get orchestrate all of that and organize right. all of that. And 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 the third uh, the third thing is is we are actually having a, five new internships coming up for Elijah Twenty One, also from various Bible schools, but also from YWAM people that were already with us and, and served with us and said, hey, I have a call wow. into this team. I would like to stay or I would like to have six months or a year with Elijah 21. It's all possible. We have this beautiful mission base where we can be together, pray together, organize and plan together. And so this is what we're praying for. Wow, that's exciting. Like if people come out from the States, how can they help? Ah, they help with the yeah, events I mean, or... Yeah, so it's it's basically two things how they can help. You know, on the one side we have the internal processes, basically what the staff does. That's organizing those yeah. events, the, the 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 outreaches, and and those events. You know, so of course, for some of the stuff we need German speakers because you're yeah. coordinating with German churches That's what I was thinking, or yeah. uh, local authorities. But you know, some of the stuff it's there's a lot of stuff going in the background in organizing. Mm-hmm. And okay. you don't have direct communication. So people can help there. Oh, then that's great. The second thing is, is that we have, of course, always our own team and local prayer. So everybody can mm. always join as in the prayer front and in the prayer group, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and help with worship and, and, and be there for the team. You know, sometimes it's also good for the staff 
to have people that yeah. you know pray with them, bring a new fresh spirit into it, and 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 help uh, walking alongside that that is wonderful. And so it can be there. And three, we always have, of course, team driving out there to the outreaches. And mm -hmm. we always have a lot of work to do where, you know, it's not required to be a German speaker. I mean, we load yeah. vans, we unload vans, we drive hours across Europe. You know, we need drivers yeah. that are able to drive. Then we, we you know, we prepare the, the beamers, the laptops, the cooking, you know, that's yeah. all things on stuff where, you know, we, have, we will do all of that with my van. You know, they're all international anyway. So primary language when we're doing the outreach will be English anyway. Okay. Okay. So if you bring everybody kids. can join and, and just help just like everybody else. I mean, you know, some of the time we have the refugees invited speak English. Sometimes not, but sometimes they don't even also then don't speak German. So it makes no difference if you're from the US or from Germany. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. So you will need you will need a translator anyway to communicate. Yep. Well, hey, Andreas, thank you so much for your time today. It was so encouraging to us to hear an update about what you guys are doing, um, what the Lord is doing through Elijah Twenty One. We're so thankful for your partnership with the Jesus Film Project and YWAM and so many others. And so we thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me with you, and that I can share what our Lord is doing. It's all yeah. to his honor. Thank you. Mm, Amen. That's awesome. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Unheard Story podcast. If you've enjoyed the Jesus Film podcast, Unheard Story, and would love to get more involved with Jesus Film, we would encourage you to sign up to be an enthusiast. You can do this and find out more information about it at www.jesusfilm.org slash enthusiasts. It's a really easy, simple thing, and you can help spread what the Jesus Film is doing to all your friends and family doing social media. It explains more on the website, but after you sign up, you'll get an image sent to you weekly with text to put with it, and then you post it every week. And that's about it. So learn more about this by checking out www.jesusfilm.org enthusiasts.